Hey guys, it's Abdul from a good friends over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, with kids and graduation, uh, even though we're still in a pandemic, they still got to go get a job. And so swing on by Leon Tailoring and check out their career services division. That's right, because even on Zoom, you got to look good for that interview. So those nice suit uh, that your kid needs or maybe that nice business attire, whatever it is over at Leon Tailoring, they got it and they can make your kid look good or better yet, make your kid look great. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, ask for their career services division and tell Abdul sent you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware downtown Indianapolis. Well, we'll continue our conversation as the primary is just a couple of days away. And so join us in studio is a good friend, Peggy Mayfield, Republican state representative uh, from House District 60, which is Martinsville, Morgan County. So Peggy, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for having me on, Abdul. Actually, I think this is the first time you and I have ever actually sat down and actually done this. We've been, I still owe you a martini, too, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's a long story, folks, but, but a fun story. So how's the race going? Well, I feel very comfortable. I mean, but you have to... Uh... If you ever take anything for granted, you end up, you know, like Eric Cantor and a few others, you end up out of office if you take your voters for granted. So we're working this all the way to the end. Um, how, what's, what are some of the big issues down in uh, District 60? Well, you know, the majority of District 60 is Morgan County, and, and we still have that opioid problem. Uh, we have, um, you know, mental health issues similar to other areas of the state. We, we have our own challenges. We're a rural county. Um, so what are the what are some of the issues that people when you go door to door knock on doors, what are, what are your constituents telling you? What are they concerned about? What do they feel good about? It, it runs a gamut. Uh, depends on you know how the pandemic has affected them personally, their their families. Uh, sometimes I get a lot of constituent help that you know they're saying, well, while you're here, I've had this happen in my family. Who do I turn to? So you know those are those are very personal, very private conversations. So I can't you know talk about yeah. how much you help people, um, but you try and direct them and connect them with the right agencies for help. Um, because I know uh, down in uh, Morgan County, there's been a lot of economic sort of redevelopment taking place. I know the mayor's been doing things uh, with with the down square. I'm a lawyer. I'm down at the courthouse uh, once a month and some change. Uh, how about economic development? Well, you know, of course, you know that we have we are the heart of the I-69 corridor right now. And um, that creates its own challenges with transportation-wise. Uh, and some landowners have benefited and some landowners have not benefited from that. So we have an opportunity in Morgan County to really set ourselves up for some explosive growth. But we really have to think you know, in, in visionary terms. We have to think 20 years down the road, not five years down the road. Because once something's built, you can't unbuild it. Peggy Mayfield with us. Peggy is a Republican state representative. Uh, she is down in House District 60, which is uh, predominantly Morgan County and Martinsville, and she's got a primary uh, going on. So we're just talking to some of the primary candidates uh, here. Uh, how has your race gone in particular? Because I know you and I have kind of chatted. I know you and your husband have chatted uh, about some in, uh, some inconsistencies being told about you and your record. Well, they've totally misrepresented my record in, in many ways, um, claiming that I'm anti-gun. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing could be further from the truth. I get that same look. I've seen the pictures of you with with with. with, with yeah. <laughs> if you could see your face on radio, um, and, and that's you know, Guy Relford was also upset because you know, we have worked very closely to get gun legislation passed over the last several years, and so he knows my position as a you know, Second Amendment uh, defender, and so I guess that they're just taking a page right out of the Democrat playbook and saying, hey, if we tell enough lies about her often enough, then people will start believing it. So who is this? Is it is it just some... Because one thing I could understand this, this, this go-around is the fact that you, people like Tim Wesco, Martin Carborough, 
uh, I'll have uh, even Matt Lehman, I'll have primary challengers because people saying you aren't conservative enough. I'm like, whoa, wait a second, time out here. I mean, that's what to say about me. You don't say that about Peggy and Tim. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I'm not pro-life enough. Um, and, and for your listeners, you know, my name has been on nearly every pro-life bill since I entered the legislature. I, nearly all of them have been challenged in court. Three of the bills or three of the issues with a bill with my name on it have ended up in the U.S. Supreme Court. We've won two of those. And the third one, we didn't win, but we we didn't get defeated either. They, they failed to take up the the topic and Justice Clarence Thomas wrote a scathing opinion regarding that because it was about uh, being able to abort a child based solely on race, sex, you know, physical condition, and um, he really thought that it's about time to to take up a, a question you know, like that in the U.S. Supreme Court. And I think that also his opinion on that set the stage for the Dobbs case. Now you know, it's been a couple years, but with medical technology advances and um, it's just putting that question of what is viability and you know what is the right approach to take whether it's national or states rights on abortion i know there were a couple of issues uh, that some folks got uh, upset with the lawmakers over over the crt stuff uh, over uh, the governor and, uh, and the emergency mandates uh, what, when you're when your constituents ask you about that what do you what do you explain what is your position on those things well, obviously, I voted for House Bill 1134, uh, got it out of the House overwhelmingly, and that's uh, the CRT bill. It got modified quite a bit in the Senate and ultimately did not come down for a vote. So the House supported that bill. I think we're going to see similar language being introduced again next year. And conversations will take place you know, all summer long and, and into uh, the next legislative session. Uh, how about uh, the governor's mandates and all of the emergency mandates? issues that popped up all because of COVID? Well, you know, the, we, we passed overwhelmingly and sometimes unanimously some of these um, issues, a language that the opponents have said that we voted against. And you know legislative procedure very well. You've been around the state house, And we adopt rules in the beginning of the session. And the reason we do that is to avoid chaos. Everybody knows the rules. Everybody has to follow them. Even some of these amendments that we voted down or were ruled out of order, they even if you agreed with the concept, boy, they were drafted pretty loosely and would have some really detrimental um, unintended consequences. And the other thing is you don't introduce a major policy change on a second reading amendment because that denies the public any kind of input. And so there's a process that goes through this. The legislators know it. I think this is a lot of grandstanding on some of uh, on their part, um, but I think that we you know we we passed a lot of that. It was just language in someone else's bill. Peggy Mayfield with us for a few more minutes on the program today as we kind of talk about uh, the upcoming day primary. Uh, so if you get uh, reelected, obviously Moore County is a very Republican county, so you've got a good chance of getting reelected and sent back to the General Assembly. What what are your goals? What are your what are your top three priorities? Well, I've been working on a bill. Uh, you know, we had a personal incident down in uh, Florida. Uh, my mother-in-law lived down there, and she's currently living with us. And they have a program that Governor DeSantis has put in just a couple years ago that really focuses on fraud for seniors. And I would r- like to duplicate that and bring it here. But it's going to require some changes in our attorney general's office, maybe even giving them a little bit more uh, authority. And that's difficult to pass in Indiana. 
But we were, we, uh, just our family, was able to recover tremendous tens of thousands of dollars out of the fraud that was committed against my mother-in-law. Wow. Any other bills or anything, or is that the main one? This, that's the main one. I mean, last year I did the bail bill. Uh, I want to focus. We're going to be doing the budget. I hope to be reappointed to Ways and Means. So I don't want to you know, try and divide my attention too many different ways. So at this point, um, I haven't lined up exactly which bills I'm going to introduce. Uh, legalized marijuana. It's been a big issue uh, popping up. Uh, uh, like I said, last week was 420. Um, where's Peggy Mayfield on legalized marijuana? Well, you know, I've not been in the center of this conversation very much, but here was my position even 10 years ago. I am all for hemp, everything hemp-related. I am for decriminalizing those small amounts. There's no reason why we should be putting people in jail because they have a joint on them. I'm absolutely willing to consider the conversation about medical marijuana. I'm not sure if I am prepared to go for the full legalization for recreational, but I am certainly open to that conversation. I think that uh, you know once we get that federal decriminal or taking off the schedule one that the conversations will be um, much more open and in talking to legislators from the 30 some other states that have legalized it i think only two have done through done it through the legislative process everybody else has done it through the referendum process and almost every one of them regrets that process. They said, if you do this, make sure it goes through the legislative process. That way you know there are, there are fewer unintended consequences. Because those referendums, they're written by the cannabis industry. They have no concern about the taxation or you know, the, the uh, unintended consequences. All they want is legalization. So I think that if we, if we take the right approach to it, I th- believe it will happen. It may be a few more years. But I think that the conversation and the will of the people is moving that direction. Oh, heck, we just got Sunday retail alcohol sales, and 10 years ago got daylight savings time. So so why not? <laughs> and the sun rises every morning. <laughs> so how are you feeling about Tuesday? Uh, like I said earlier, we are working this to the very end. All righty. Well, our guest on the program today has been Peggy Mayfield. Peggy is a state representative, Republican state representative uh, in House District 60, which is Martinsville and Morgan County, uh, getting ready uh, for the Tuesday primary. So, Peggy, uh, nothing but the best of luck. Thank you, Abdul. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.